Welcome to another week of It's Just My Thoughts, and I'm your host, Mika Reeves. So, I feel like it's been forever since the last time I talked to y'all, and it's only been a week. Um, I'm trying to think what I have going on this week. Uh, So tonight, I have my uh, vision board party that I'm actually looking forward to. Um, I'm not really, uh, what's funny about it, I'm not a big fan of vision board parties, actually, and so... um, this year, I wanted to do something different instead of, um, I think sometimes when you make goals for yourself, um, especially going into a vision board party, you usually say all the things that you want to accomplish in the year, but you never say how you're going to accomplish these things or what steps are you going to take to accomplish them. So um, with mine in the way that I kind of orchestrated it tonight, it's going to be more so you can talk about your goals and what you want to do for the year, but also... Um, I'm going to get them to pick some of the things that they have on their board and also have a section where they break down in the next 30 to 60 days what do they see themselves doing and how what steps are they going to take in order to continue to reach their goal for the year. So I'm actually looking forward to that. Um, so that's really all I have really going on. Um, today I plan to make this episode just a hot topic episode just to cover some things that Uh, I've actually wanted to talk about some stuff I wanted to talk about before and I forgot to mention it. So today's just going to be just all hot topics and me just shooting shit with you for the next probably 30, 40 minutes. So let's just jump into uh, Motivational Monday. So I have a quote today. We tend to forget that happiness doesn't come as a result of getting something we don't have, but of appreciating what we do have. I thought that was pretty good when I saw that. Um, so let's roll into some black excellence. My black excellence for this week goes to Coco Golf. I've talked about her quite a few times. It's the 15 year old tennis player right now. The Australian open is going on and, um, Coco actually plays tonight, but she's made it to the next round. I think she's in the fourth round now and she defeated Venus Williams. And then the other night she defeated, um, the reigning champion Osaka. So I'm definitely a huge fan. I love to see her play and I'm just excited to see what the future holds for her. But if you ever actually sit and watch a match with her, um, it's like high energy. She's flying all over the place the whole entire time. So it's actually really entertaining. So my black excellent goes to her and I wish her well with the tournament. I think it would be amazing if she actually won the Australian Open at 15 years old. So I'm rooting for her. All right. So today I told you today is going to be just me going over some hot topics and some things I kind of wanted to cover. All right. So my first one, now, when I saw the news of this one, when it comes to people and infidelity of some form, I'm never usually that surprised, especially with athletes. But, um, when I saw the news of Cam Newton and his longtime girlfriend, I was a little disappointed when I saw it because, um, I don't know. I mean, he does so much work in the community and, you know, always is just, um, just very positive. And so, Um, it's been nice to see him and his like growing family and all those things. And so I was really disappointed when I saw the, the drama, but let's just jump into it and talk about it for a moment. So a couple weeks ago, um, it was announced that Cam Newton maybe had a a secret baby on the side and it was an IG model. And, uh, apparently his girlfriend and the, and the woman was pregnant at the same time. And she lives the the IG model the 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 with the secret baby. She lives um, in an apartment above his restaurant in Atlanta, and um, but there was just speculation at the time. 
and then later it comes out that him and his present girlfriend have been broken up for like six months. I'm guessing that the secret baby is there and they had both had babies at the same time by Cam Newton. And so unfortunately now the whole thing is is getting kind of messy because uh, what I thought was kind of crazy was Cam Newton has had four kids with his girlfriend that he's been dating for, I think, seven years. And, you know, they used to do like the, the holiday um, pictures and the cards and the family pictures and all that. And now Cam Newton is asking for a paternity test for all of his children with this woman, even though um, he was there for their births and he signed the birth certificates and all that. And that was kind of disappointing. Like, I don't, obviously, I don't know the whole, I don't know their relationship and I don't know them personally. So, you know, but it's just, I, I, I don't really, I, I personally think it's bullshit that he's asking for a paternity test because you were there the whole entire time and you've been having kids after kids after kids. I mean, every year it seemed like this girl is pregnant and now all of a sudden, you know, you want to make sure that these are your babies. So I don't know. I wish him luck with the situation. I think it's going to be messy. I definitely think she secured the bag because at the end of the day, I mean, he had all these kids with her. They were never married. And he also was audio of him saying that he's never planning on getting married. So I don't know. I think when it comes to dating an athlete, it's so much stuff that comes with that. I personally don't think I could ever do it. I've dated an athlete before um, in my younger years and uh, it was some shit. So you know, I think sometimes not saying all athletes are the same, but I think, you know, there's a high level of, um, attention that you get and you're used to things just being thrown at your feet. And so most times, um, it's rare when you see an athlete, um, especially somebody of his level that's actually faithful. That's what I think. I don't, I don't know. Um, but I also could be biased too, but I would like to think there, there are still, still some good people out there, but I don't know. So I wish them luck with that. My next one was, um, I want to talk about this Odell Beckham situation. And so I'm going to kind of break it down a little bit just to kind of give the back, the backdrop. So this happened about a week ago. Um, Odell Beckham was at the national championship game. He played for LSU Tigers. So he was there at the national championship game. LSU went on to beat Clemson and they won. So in the locker room, they were celebrating. Well, all year, LSU, you know, they, they went undefeated the whole year, had an amazing year. And so I think it's been like, from my understanding, like they would smoke cigars in the locker room. Um, so this video surfaced of Odell Beckham in the locker room while everybody's celebrating. The one thing that I thought first was problematic with the video was you have this cop that's in the locker room, which I thought was weird personally, but we're going to just say somebody caught him there, obviously, uh, which I doubt, but I think the cop was in there like fucking with the players. And what got me was, so when I first saw it, I was like, okay, you know, he's like all in this like black player face and he's like saying all this stuff, but he wasn't fucking with anybody else. And like the, you know, Burrow, the, the white quarterback, I mean, he was smoking a cigar too. And I didn't see anybody messing with him, but with this black player, the cops all like messing with him or whatever, wanting him, I guess, reprimanding them for smoking a cigar. And I, and I was trying to figure out when I first saw it, like, were they doing something more? Like, was it drugs involved? Like, I was trying to understand, like, why was this cop fucking with them after they just won a championship? Just let them celebrate as long as it's not anything that's super crazy that they're doing in this locker room. But, you know, they're in their locker room. They're in a private space. I didn't see the big deal in it. I thought it was stupid. And so Odell Beckham was behind the police officer. And 
he slaps him on the ass. But I think when he slapped him on the ass, like he did it in jest. It was completely obvious that he did it in jest. He was not trying to assault the police officer at all. But I think he was trying to like tell the police officer kind of like, you know, chill out, lighten up, you know, in that, in that regard. So later after that, we wake up to the next morning after this video comes out, they issued a, a warrant for his arrest for a simple assault on the, uh, on a police officer. I thought that was crazy. And I mean, I say this all the time. Um, is that, you know, I think people need to realize the world we live in and it doesn't matter who you are. Like it really doesn't. And, uh, you know, you still can be in the, you know, right there in the midst of just bullshit. Cause I mean, everybody saw the video and yeah, he shouldn't have done it. Odell Beckham shouldn't have slapped him on the ass, but it really, really, really wasn't that serious. And I really think just looking at it, you know, I think he wanted the cop to leave the kid alone and let him fucking celebrate. And if you want to smoke a cigar, I mean, a cigar, it's just a cigar. You know, I think that he should have been able to, but they didn't, I think the issue was that they didn't want them smoking inside of the building or whatever. So, um, so after that, uh, they later came back and the police officer ended up dropping the arrest warrant. I think the arrest warrant was just, I think that was just stupid to even do all of that. But also the police officer did also state as well that when he turned around, how he wanted to punch Odell Beckham. And I don't get like how even that's okay for him to even say that, like that he wanted to, that he wanted to punch him for, for somebody doing like literally a a butt slap that you would see all the time or you see it in sports and all that stuff. Like, so that I thought I'm glad I'm glad honestly nothing happened in this situation but I just thought that situation was really really dumb and also um another thing the NCAA is investigating when Odell was there he was handing the players money and I'm gonna say this and I used to be you know a college athlete and all those things and when I was in college um you know my family didn't have the most money in the world to you know um, send me money all the time or do all this stuff for me. And so most times when you're in college, you're fucking broke. And do you know how much money these schools make off of these athletes? A lot. And you can't take any money from people and you can't do this and you can't do that. And it's all these NCAA, uh, restrictions and things like that. And I'm just like, you know, I personally feel like at this point that athletes should get some college athletes should get some kind of stipend. Granted, some people say, well, they're going to school for free. Yes. But a lot of these kids, you know, come from, um, you know, some do, some do, but some don't, you know, they don't come from homes where they can afford to send money to their kids, you know, at school. And so, and you're constantly at practice, you're constantly, you know, um, always on the go as a, as a student athlete. And I think they should get paid some kind of something. So when he was giving the money as congratulations money, like apparently the NCAA is looking into it. I personally didn't see a problem with it, even though like I get rules or rules, but if you don't think these kids are getting money from somewhere under the table somewhere, you're crazy. And instead of them having to do it, you know, I guess illegally, they should just get some kind of stipend or something to where, you know, um, they get part of the money and proceeds that the school get because, um, yeah, the NCAA championship, I'm sure made millions of dollars just off that one game and the high and the schools and the amount of money the schools bring in, especially when you have high power teams you know, that's, that's, you know, always going to championships, always going to bowl games and really good in their, in their sport field. Yeah. They make a lot of money off of those student athletes and the student athletes should make shit. I think should make money. I think if they made a little bit of money, um, even if it wasn't a big stipend, even if it was a little bit, 
I think that you would see more kids um, stay in school. I always tell people if I ever had a kid, um, like a son who was really, really good at, at, uh, you know, a sport or whatever, where they could potentially be a professional or something like that, you know, I would want my kid to get their education. Cause to me, that's what's most important. And, you know, if you have the opportunity to, um, get your, you know, education for free, especially at some of these top schools, that's like amazing schools to go to. Yeah. I want my kid to stay the whole time and get their education. So at least you have something to fall back on if your career don't go the way that it goes. Um, I've always said that, uh, I think that, you know, your education should be most important and just finish. And if anything, you can finish in three years and then go to the league, you know, after your junior year or bust your ass and go to school early, you know, from high school, you can go into it, you know, your, um, start the spring semester and you can go ahead and start working on school and you can be done by your sophomore year. If you, if you know, you, you focus on that, but, um, I think you would see more kids stay in school. Like I used to be a big, big, big college football person and basketball, like where I, you know, I would watch it all the time and I don't really watch it as much now because you can't even fall in love with players anymore, especially in basketball, because you know, they'll come to a school, they'll stay one year, you know, get you all excited and then they're gone. And then the next year it's a whole new brand new set of people that you don't even know. And it's almost like you got to keep trying to fall in love with these players every year. So now it's turned me into just like, I watch it occasionally, you know, I might watch basketball when it gets to March Madness, but I don't really get caught up in college sports anymore. And it's because of that reason, because they, you know, the kids leave and they just go to, you know, they go to the league, but you know, what if something was to happen, you know, where your, um, your career is derailed or say, you know, you don't end up being the star that you think you're going to be, at least you'll have that education. So I think if, if athletes maybe got paid uh, something, you know, um, I think they maybe would stay, they may stay in school longer. That's what I believe. But while we're still on the subject of uh, football, I want to also talk about the Antonio Brown uh, situation. So I talked about Antonio Brown for two episodes and I told y'all, I said, I really think that we are literally witnessing the self-destruction of Antonio Brown. So the big thing going on right now is that on Netflix, they just released um, their killer series, The Mind of uh, Aaron Hernandez. And, you know, um, it's very clear that he had CTE. Um, and that's like the, the brain damage that you get from contact sports, uh, mainly football. But I think you can get it from like boxing and all that. And um, I really, really think, truly, I really think that Antonio Brown um have CT. Like, I mean, we're literally witnessing him. Um, pretty much, I think his career is over, honestly. Uh, this year, just to kind of give you some background this year, um, he was accused of, um, rape or sexual assault on two occasions or sexual misconduct. And that led to him being dropped. And then he was, um, and it led to him being, um, suspended they still had the investigation going on. I think he probably still would have made a team, which was, which is crazy to say, but the NFL, um, you know, they're very forgiving when it comes to stuff like that. Now they can't forgive Colin Kaepernick, but they will forgive a woman beater. They will forgive a rapist. They will forgive all that shit. They will even forgive you if you did drugs, you know, they might just suspend you, but they'll let you come back. Um, but they can't, you know, they can't forgive you when you, um, you know, you stand, stand against the flag, against the flag, um, and, um, you know, and, uh, 
in the way that Colin Kaepernick did. So it's kind of funny, but it's not funny, but it's kind of funny. I'm being facetious, but, um, you know, because anytime that you, you kneel, you know, that, that takes away, um, you know, that makes you unpatriotic. So they won't forgive you for that. But I think they, I think when it came to Antonio Brown, even with the sexual misconduct stuff against him, um, he still was going to play. Somebody was definitely still going to pick him up. Cause he's still a, a good athlete. And so that's what was going to trump everything. Um, that's one of the things I don't like about the NFL is that, you know, I was telling my friend like two years ago, I'm like, I'm really tired of seeing these fucking athletes, like, you know, being one beaters and beating the shit out of there, you know, just being fucking violent in general, you know, um, I think, uh, it has a lot to do with, um, well, I have a lot of theories as to why, um, especially you see it a lot with football players. You see it with baseball players too, but I think you see it with baseball players because I think baseball players do steroids. And so the steroid side effect is that you can be violent. Um, when it comes to football players, I think that, um, I always said that if I had a little boy or something like that, um, I would want them to do flag instead of doing flag football, instead of doing contact sports, because when you play football, you have to have the dog in you a little bit, like where you have some kind of like, you know, just some, you know, ferocity to you, you know, because you can't be soft, you know, you can't be all these things. And so at a young age, you're teaching them go out there, you know, hit them and everything and everything else. And I mean, even when I play basketball, like, I mean, I, I've had coaches tell me like, you know, stick your elbow into a person, you know, like telling you things to kind of be physical, you know, tough against the other person. And so if you're getting that from a young age and some of these kids start playing football at like five and you're getting, you're getting, you know, somebody putting the dog in you. Well, it's kind of hard sometimes to kind of turn that shit off. That That's what I really believe. It's just, uh, it gets imprinted in. And then on top of that, you know, you have these fucking concussions and all this shit where your brain be all fucked up. And I really, I really, really think that's what's happening right now with Tony Brown because he had those two hits and, you know, where he had a really, one was a really, really bad concussion. And ever since then, he's just been fucking crazy. And I think that you kind of, you're kind of seeing a person with CTE and see with that condition, you don't know until you, you can't test it for until they, till you die. And then they, then they look at your brain after you're dead. I think you I can't, I think they can't test it while you're alive. Um, if they could test it while you're alive, I can almost guarantee he probably does. So anyway, so let's talk about what he got going on. So, okay. After the, the misconduct, he's been constantly, uh, going against the NFL. He's been putting out tweets. He's been just still being a character. And I, and I mentioned on the show and I said, you know, I don't get why somebody around him is not saying something to him like his team, you know, because he seems fucking unhinged. Like I felt last year that he needed therapy. You know, he needed somebody to intervene and talk to him because it was clear something has to be fucking wrong with you. Like something has to be going on with you, you know? And so, um, so then it just continued to get worse. Like once he, you know, couldn't, he still couldn't play football, but he also wasn't really cooperative when it came to, um, even the court proceedings or just trying to get understanding of his situation. So he basically had to sit out for the rest of the year. So then it goes into, um, just a couple weeks ago, his baby mama was over at the house and he's in front of his children cussing, cussing at her, cussing her out. Basically it's, it's a street full of cop cars and he literally throws a bag of dicks at her in, in the street. And, um, 
in front of his children. So you, so somebody's taping this and you see this and you see his little kids walking around and everything. So that was just like, I was just like, wow, that in itself was just repulsive. And then, um, he, he, uh, he gave donations to, um, I think this, the police had like a 707 team or something like that. It might've been a youth team. So they dropped him, gave back his money and dropped him from their brand. Uh, then his, um, his agent just dropped him, um, about two weeks ago. And he basically said that he can't represent him any longer until he gets help and that he thinks that Antonio Brown basically needs help. So then, um, this was just a couple of days ago. He, um, and let me look this up to tell you what he got charged with, but he just got charged and he, um, and I'm going to try to explain the story. So basically he hired a moving truck and I think that it was some kind of fees or something on the back end of the, um, on the, on the moving truck, on the, on the, it was some kind of fees that was put onto the price. So the price was 4,000. They added on some other fees. I can't remember what, why they added on the other fees. So when, he, when the driver made it to his house, the moving company came to his house and Antonio Brown basically wanted his stuff and he tried to give the guy $4,000. That wasn't the amount that he was supposed to receive. He owed him more money. Antonio Brown refused to give the money. And so the driver basically was like, all right, well, I'm just going to go because this is not the payment that was supposed to be received. So basically after that, Antonio Brown, this is what they say that he jumped in the car and, um, jumped on the guy inside of the moving truck and, and beat him up and all that. And also his trainer that was there, uh, he, he got into the fight with the guy as well, trying to rough him up to get his stuff. So they first arrested, um, the trainer on felony burglary with battery charge. He was arrested and, um, he posted bond and let's see, they also are saying that Brown threw a rock at the driver moving truck before the battery outside of the house. And so, um, and that's when he jumped in and he fought the guy. And so he was charged with, let me see. So he faces charges now, burglary, burglary with battery, a felony and burglary of unoccupied convenience and criminal mischief. So he was let on bond of $110,000. And this was all because he refused to pay, um, the fees and all that, that, that went into, um, that went into this moving company. So here's my thing. It's like, now you have, you know, on top of what you have going on now, you, now you're in even more level of trouble. And the NFL does have like a, um, like a misconduct rule or whatever. So either way, he's going to be, he would, if he even got back into the league, he's going to have some kind of suspension or something like that. And I just personally think, you know, for me, I think he's done so much in so many teams. Like, even though he is a good athlete, I think, I don't, I think a lot of teams just don't want to deal with it. Um, I don't know. Uh, it, I think his career is over. I, I don't think he's going to play anymore, me personally, but I could be wrong. I don't know how this turned into me talking about sports today, but these are the hot topics I have going on. So, um, but I do think that Antonio Brown needs help. And I do think that 
I don't know if he, the people that surround around him are even able to convey that to him, but do I think that he needs to talk to someone? I really, really do. And I do hope that he does get some kind of level of help before this escalates to something even further. You know, the last thing you want is for it, it can be something else, you know, or something that actually lands him in jail or something like that. And that would be really unfortunate to see. So I, I hope that somebody gives him help. All right, so another thing that came out in, to my attention this week, um, it was actually really sad. The video was really disturbing. I'm telling you, I'm trying to be more of a social media person. You know, I try to, I do post my episodes and things like that. And so I try to be somewhat present because I know it's important. But social media, like, especially too much of it would just have you fucked up. I feel like I see the most traumatic shit on social media, you know, and that's why sometimes I, I don't like really being on social media. I try to be, you know, or I try to just kind of scroll through and kind of read some stuff to kind of stay, you know, up to date with some things. But sometimes, you know, I can see something on social media that can really just, you know, bring me down. So that's how I felt when I saw this, this next subject I'm going to talk about. Um, so there was a video this week of Delonte West. I'm not sure if you remember Delonte West, but he's a former um, NBA player. He played with the uh, Cleveland Cavaliers, he played for a few teams, but he played um, most notably when he played uh, with the Cavs when LeBron was there. And um, and it was all this shit with him. Like, you know, it was rumors that he slept with LeBron's mom. And it was, I mean, it was just a whole bunch of shit. And he kind of was in and out of just like trouble. Uh, kind of kind of was troubled off the court or whatever. So then, um, you know, he ended up ultimately out of the league. And then a few years ago, it, it surfaced a video of him Um, I can't remember where, but I want to say he was in LA. I'm not really sure. I can't remember, but he was walking around barefoot and I think he was like going through trash. Um, and that, and so that's when it came out that he was suffering from bipolar and, um, and I mean, obviously I think he was on drugs as well, but I, but I definitely think that they said that he had some, some mental issues as well. So this week, um, we saw a video of him basically being beat in the street um by some man I don't know who the man was and um and so they I don't even know who the fuck recorded this shit but I think it and I I think it might have been the body cam on the cop I'm not really sure how this video came out but somebody recorded it and it's like showing him being handcuffed on a corner but I mean he looked so horrible and the way this man beat him up was I mean this man was like stomping his head I was just like, I mean, it would, it traumatized me for the day. I had to get off, I had to get off of Twitter just because I didn't want to, I just didn't want to come across the video anymore. And, um, you know, I feel like when it comes to a lot of times, and I had this conversation a lot with the kids in my family, you know, they want the, the glitz and glam and they want to have this life and they want to be famous and they want these things. And, you know, your your mental health and your your mental fitness you know is so important because you know if he I, I believe like they said that he had bipolar and all that and I believe that you know he probably does and if that shit goes you know untreated you can you can be you know where because I, I, I read some of the comments and people were saying oh he's just on drugs he's just on drugs and he very well could be but if he had a mental situation going on that might have led him to drugs and all of that, you know, that very well could be the case too. I just read uh, last year, I read, um, Bossy Ickby book 
and she basically gave her um her firsthand encounter because she suffers from bipolar and she gave basically it was her memoir but it was her it was basically describing bipolar through the eyes of a person that suffered from bipolar every single day and it was the most humanizing book it was I mean and, and it was heartbreaking but it was humanizing because it really put you you really saw a clear picture of kind of how her everyday was and when she was going through episodes and what that was like. And she spoke of a time in that book where she was disheveled, hadn't eaten in days, and she was just walking um, aimlessly, you know, in like uh, just walking in the New York streets. And her friend ended up seeing her. And I think ultimately that's how she ended up getting admitted to the hospital because I think she ran into a friend on the street that was like, girl, why are you out here looking like this? What's wrong? And so you don't know. I never judge people. I never judge people here, but I never judge when it comes to things like that. And when people say that they have something like a mental disorder or anything like that, because that shit is real and you need help when it comes to stuff like that. And so instead of, you know, people passing judgment, on you know the situation for me when I saw the video it was very heartbreaking to see because he's still a a young man I mean I mean he he really got his ass beat but it was really just sad to see so I did see after I kind of was looking this up that um LeBron said that um he you know he said that he was willing to um, do whatever to help him out and, and seek help for him and get him the help that he needs. Because I think that he does need help, um, of some form. And, um, and I think he needs to, you know, obviously go into some kind of facility if, if he has a drug issue, but I definitely think that he needs to work on his mental health as well. I think, uh, I've also believed that when it comes to sports and all that, cause somehow this episode, I'm talking about all sports shit. I have no idea why I just ended up being that way, but especially with sports it's so demanding and it's so much pressure. I think it should be in gen- and, I, and I think they, I think the NBA may have this now, I think, but I'm not all the way sure I should have looked it up, but I think it should be mandated that every sport has a fucking therapist on the fucking team and and you're mandated just like you're mandated to go to practice like you're mandated to go talk to somebody you know because it's already pressure filled situations in general you have pressure every day whether you're trying to make a team stay on a team whether you're going to be on that team for the whole year am I going to be traded oh I'm playing bad I mean you know like all these pressures and then you might have a family at home that you got to feed and everything else and everybody is not a star so what about the ones that you know every time they get on the court this really matters for them and their likelihood it's pressure and pressure can go and can turn into a whole bunch of everything and other things which is why you see a lot of players um on drugs and you see them doing a lot of stuff and it's not really for us to judge but i think that it should be some kind of mental health focus put in place as part of as part of being on a team and it just should be just a, a team hire person. I'm not sure if the NFL has that, but I'm pretty sure that the, the NBA has something like that. I could be wrong, though, but I think every sport um, should have that in some kind of capacity. So um, my thoughts and prayers out to him, really, because if you watch that video, um, it was bad. It was pretty bad. And so um, that's what really made me... Um, want to talk about that today and just kind of put that focus back on we have to make sure that we're taking care of ourselves you know outside of just the pretension of things and 
you know, how we look and all that stuff. That stuff's cool, you know, but what's most important is how you, how you feel on the inside. And I think sometimes we all walk around forgetting that piece about, you know, taking care of your insides as well as your outsides. So that's my thoughts on that. Another big thing. So I'm recording this right now on Saturday. You guys are going to get this on Monday, obviously, but tomorrow the Grammys come on. And what I think is cool this year with the Grammys is that, um, they are doing a Nipsey Hussle tribute. It's going to be, um, DJ Khaled, Meek Mill, John Legend, Kirk Franklin, Roddy Rich and YG. And they're slated to honor the, um, the late rapper at the award ceremony. Um, he has, I think three nominations this year, but you know, Alicia Keys is doing the Grammys this year. So I can't wait to watch that tomorrow night. It should be pretty good. Um, I think the whole situation with, with Nipsey is one of those deaths and that, you know, in the rap community is something that's, we're still talking about and still affected by. And, um, but he's been such a motivation. And, um, so I'm glad to see that he's getting a proper honor at the, at the Grammys. Uh, that should be, you know, pretty good. Um, let me see if there's anything else that I wanted to talk about today. I think that might be all of my hot topics, y'all. I wanted to leave you with one thing, one thought of the week. Um, it's not a, it's not a discussion. It's just a thought. Um, so with me tonight, having my, uh, focus group and doing vision boards, um, I actually like also for, um, you to have a focus word for the year. So one exercise I want to leave you with, um, I want you to talk to somebody else, whether it's your significant other or maybe some of your friends and just have this conversation over, say over a dinner table or, or while you're out and you should ask them what, um, what is their word for the year? And, um, a lot of people usually try to do focus words for the year instead of doing like vision board parties so they can focus on, you know, what they feel like, um, like focus on one thing instead of like a broad thing. That's why I, I kind of do focus words for myself as well. So last week when I was in Charlotte, I was actually asked that while we were just sitting around having the conversation and my focus word for the year was growth and growth is for me is so many things, right? So when I came into this year, um, starting this year, um, you know, I had a death in the family, which, you know, kind of rattled me a little bit and, but it also, kind of in a sense revigorated me in a sense of things that I feel like I, I knew that I wanted to work on and, I, and and now that I have more time and more energy to kind of put pour into myself like my focus is really growing myself and you know my podcast my brand but also just really putting in the the extra work behind what exactly is I'm trying to do um, more than I could have done last year because sometimes you know I was mentally not really um, capable of doing some of the things that I wanted to do, um, as I was, you know, a caregiver to my grandmother. And so that a lot of times my focus was kind of there. And so I was trying to just make time for some of my passions, but now like I have time to really dive into my passions and really grow my brand. And so, um, that's my focus word for the year. And it, and it, and it branches off into so many other things, but growth in general. And I want to grow as a person, um, and just be better and continue therapy and continue the work, you know? And so that's my goal for this year. 
but I also want you to take this exercise and, you know, have a conversation with somebody that you may be close to, or, you know, anybody that you want to have a conversation with. And you guys talk to each other about what your focus word may be. And what do you think you're going to do to accomplish that? I believe it's always good just to have these, um, open conversations and surprisingly like, um, I have conversations like these all the time and I think it's good. I think it's good sometimes to talk about, uh, things that fucking matter. A lot of times we talk about shit that probably in the grand scheme of things probably don't matter, you know? So I've spent a lot of my time, especially this month, just being kind of quiet. And, and when I say quiet, more so just being where, um, I want to actually talk when I actually have shit to, to talk about. And a lot of times, um, you know, if I don't have anything to say, I just don't have anything to say. And so, um, you know, another one of my goals for this year was I have a reading goal of 30 books. I've read four books so far. And so, um, you know, I'm just kind of just growing in a lot of different areas. And that's really what my focus is. And that was my focus word for um, this year. So try that with somebody, have these conversations, think about things outside of just doing a vision board, like think about things that you can be doing and how, and how are you going to do these things? Really break down your goals and really think about what you want to do because the year has just started and we're, and we're right here at the front of it. And uh, so that's just my thought of the week. It was really quick, but I just want you to, I encourage you just to continue you know, um, focusing on your mental health, focusing on your inner and not just the outer. And we should all just make sure that we're, you know, kind to each other and good to each other. So you can find me on, um, let's see my social media, Instagram, and that's, it's just my thoughts underscore podcast. You can follow me there. You can leave me feedback there. Um, my Twitter is IJMT podcast. Uh, my email is ijmtpodcast at gmail.com. So you can always email me as well. But you can find me um, now on SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, uh, Spotify, and Google. I'm on Google now as well, Google Podcasts. So you can find me there. Um, definitely subscribe, like, get feedback. I'm always willing to listen to whatever you, you um, have to say for me. And if there's things that you may want to see more of or things like that, I'm always open to whatever, um, you know, whatever feedback you want to give. I'm always thankful for it. So, um, and I, or if you want to continue conversations, um, we can always do that as well. So that's all I have for you today. I thank you so much for listening. It's Mika here and I appreciate you. (laughs) 